everybody, and welcome to Sonic Talk, episode uh, 421. Uh, 421, of course, is also the number of the uh, Sennheiser Classic. Sennheiser Dynamic Mic, much favoured for its use of uh, on tom-toms, kick drums, uh, bass cabinets, and also voiceovers, I, I also heard. Um, yes, an unusual mic in the fact that it's got that uh, thing kind of almost across the front of it, but that's really beside the point. Episode 41, Sonic Talk, uh, where our music technology and life, well, not lifestyle, music technology recording uh, a production webs, uh, website podcast. Oh, that was a terribly constructed sentence, but there are better ones, and I'm sure if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you'll be able to hear a lot of them, because we've got a lot of content going up as well as this which is every week if you haven't already experienced the uh, sonic talk experience um today could be the day so i want to say first of all i want to say thank you to our show sponsors we have isotope who are uh, going to be giving away a copy of break tweaker uh, a little bit later in the show and also i want to say thanks to our chat room there's a nice fulsome chat room uh, as i like to say and also i want to say thank you to our guests who i will be getting on to just periodically that again was the wrong choice of words but it doesn't matter <laughs> so let's go to mr gaz biker williams who's there looking very like uh, motorcycle today gaz williams of course is a bass player producer music technologist how are you gaz yeah good thanks uh, just got back from a really bonkers trip up in manchester uh, performing an anti-austerity gig with uh, charlotte church and they were for People in Britain, she doesn't need a introduction so much, but um, child prodigy. Well, she was, yeah, she was a big star from the age of twelve. Uh, I think by the age of thirteen, she sung in front of the Pope and in the White House, amongst other things. You know, crazy. By the time she was sixteen, she'd lived, you know, a hundred lifetimes. But um, but now she's kind very of active, become, isn't she? Politically active. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. So the the Conservative Party pro, uh, conference is going on in Manchester at the moment, which is a bit ironic because that's like well, Manchester is traditionally a very uh, <laughs> socialist city. So um, so it's just really good fun just to go up there and uh, but so cause a bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we. Uh, I mean, Charlotte. God, I mean, the tabloids are at her really kind of harsh, you know, because she they're seeing her as a hypocrite because she's speaking out about kindness and inclusion and equality and things like that, you know, all those awful things. Ah, how dare so anyway, she! Great gig with her and the super furry animals. Wow, loads of cool comedians turned up, and we had a we had a ball. It was brilliant. Did you manage to photo bomb any national media uh, shots, Gaz? Are we going to see <laughs> you anywhere? I haven't seen any yet, but um, it's uh, do you know the stuff that they were writing about Charlotte in the paper yesterday was just such utter lies. Yeah. And when you're kind of with someone and you're really kind of, you know, seeing things for real and then seeing the tabloid version of events, you know, it's wicked what goes on, man. M musicians, we are the revolutionaries. Come on. You know, that's how I feel. Good for you, Gaz. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And uh, I'm glad to hear you got to hang out with Charlotte Church, who has, uh, 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 she was a, chi uh, uh, a very precocious child star, and now she's a, a particularly attractive young woman. And uh, I don't know if that's wrong of me to say that, but, but she's, a, I, she's I such an appealing individual. I first worked with her when she was 11, you see. And then I've worked with her when she was 16 or 21, different times over her career. And it's just been fascinating to see her going from this unbelievable, you know, I think she'd sold 10 million albums by the age of 14, perhaps. Um, wow. You know, you know, which is 
astonishing to now. I mean, she was on Question Time in in on telly last week, you know, which is like Britain's sort of big political TV show, I suppose. If uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just peculiar, but also a great thrill to to know her and to be you know involved. Excellent. Doing- Right. Well, I'm glad to have you aboard, Gaz. Uh, let's move over to Mr. Robbie Bronneman, who's back in the uh, the production loft somewhere in the west of England, where he's working on an album currently, and whose client has very kindly given him an hour off. Is this in lieu of lunch, Robbie? I hope it's not. No, I've already had my lunch. I've already had my, my edamame bean salad. So. <laughs> oh, jealous. That was, a, that was a five-minute little lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, don't like that. Put it away, yeah. Um, well, Robbie, of course, uh, music producer, as he is in his role at the moment. It looks like you've got an electronic drum kit set up there. We have. We've got a V drum kit, which we connect up to superior um, play parts in. So, yeah, because the, the guy I'm working with, Simon Collins, he's, he's obviously the son of legendary Phil Collins. And he, too, is a drummer as well as a singer. So, um, yeah, so we, we utilise that wherever we can. Do you get him to dress up in a gorilla suit and play the uh, play the fill? Not yet, not no. yet. Okay, maybe yeah. you don't know him well enough. That's probably a very amiss of me I to do, say something like that. But yeah. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun there. Of course, uh, Robbie's also a composer and many other things as well. Uh, right, and we've also got Mark Tinley, and the phone is going. Me? How are you, Mark? Oh. I wondered what that was. I thought I can hear weird musicy things. How am I? <clears throat> what can I say while the phone's going? I wonder. Um, I've uh, taken up a new hobby, which is like dog showing. How about that? Um, I took my golden retriever to a golden retriever dog show, <laughs> as you do, and he won a rosette. Much nice. to the annoyance of some of the other participants, because he was really badly behaved. Uh, and he's a clown, and they say dogs are like their owners, so I, I'm worried about that. I, maybe thank you, Mark. Thank, okay, you for, thank you for filling for me there, I'm, Mark. Mark I'm, Tilly, well. Uh, I'm well. Also, sound <laughs> artist, <laughs> creative thinker, and uh, all about sort of music chap. Um, so oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear oh, that. Can I just mention some, I'll just say something else as well. I thought Ty Unwin mentioned uh, uh, something last week, and I thought I'd test him on it because he said that he goes on this website called Sampleism a lot and buys all of the stuff from there. So I thought, well, in that case, I'll release some samples on Sampleism, which I've done, and I've noticed he hasn't bought them yet. So <laughs> He's in the chat room, I believe. I There's think, a challenge. Let's have a look, him. see if he's going past. No, not yet. I can't Actually, see him commenting. He's free, probably so. thinking about it. Oh, I want to say hi to Lee Kemp in there, who uh, who came over. He's also a Bristol guy. Nice to meet you, Lee. Anyway, let's um, let's get back to the matter in hand. We've got things to talk about. Last week's podcast uh, actually just seemed to be mistimed in terms of there was lots and lots of stuff that came out the day after. So um, this is the first of them. Or it will be if it plays. This is a really massive video file, so it's probably just thinking about it a bit. So, Ollie, we're here yep. at the special Novation Circuit launch. So, Circuit, a very interesting new piece of hardware, right? Yeah, this is a very exciting product launch for me, and um, perhaps the most exciting thing that I've been working on at Novation. Uh, it's our first uh, groove box. It takes the same pads that we use on our launch pads, so these are velocity sensitive. RGB backlid pads, so you've got a grid of 32 pads, um, some macro encoders at the top. Um, I can actually uh, show you the back. Uh, it's got 
Right, so it, it, it's not... Oh, and that was me rather rudely interrupting him, which I'm doing again by muting the video. But you can watch the whole thing. We, uh, we had a bit of a lucky... Uh, we went up to the press launch. In fact, last week I was really knackered because my train got delayed and that's what I was filming. I know many of you were hoping it was going to be Roland Boutique stuff, but it was, in fact, the Novation Circuit, which is a kind of hybrid launch pad stroke uh, beatbox, uh, groove box. And it's, it's a very interesting... Um, kind of set of features actually it it it, it seems very uh, low cost it's 249 quid it's got two synth six voice synth parts and four drum parts uh synth engine is currently controlled by macros though there did seem to allude to the fact that it might be possible to get in there and start dealing with uh, the individual parameters via software at some point in the future but the idea is i mean that their whole campaign about starting something finish something which i think we might have covered on the podcast was um kind of about just picking up making something and you know not having to turn the computer on and that's the whole kind of concept for it. and it's got some really clever uses of the grid which they've been um, pioneering in the launchpad pro i'll come to you first guys because we've got a, a launchpad pro review sort of in the can ready to go with you and um, there are a lot of similarities here and they've used a, a lot of the similar things so i just wonder what you thought of this whether you thought this might be something that you would appreciate. it's got a mini speaker and it's battery powered what more could you ask I actually think it's pretty awesome. I think it's a. I think it's an interesting thing that they've done as well because you know those the the, um, the pots aren't labelled, are they? You no. Know, so in a way, there's a little bit. I think oh, I can remember another little kind of all-in-one battery-powered thing with a speaker on that has got unlabeled pots as well. You know, um, OP1. Uh, so I thought, oh, it's quite interesting that they're doing that. The, there's a little bit of a kind of connection there, but also they. It's a bit like all the Volkers uh, rolled into all at once. one. Yeah, well. kind of. Yeah, you know. So I think it's quite an interesting thing that it's a real hybrid of a whole bunch of things. Now, the Launchpad Pro, the sensitivity of the pads are absolutely brilliant. I was mega impressed with them. And in the review, I I, I do a thing where I just uh, I just trail my finger along along them to demonstrate some of the fader actions. Uh, not not the fast tapping fader where you you can disable yeah, just, that. Just swipe then it. You can just and you can just swipe and, and just with a finger sort of uh, drag, you can make it respond to it. So so that sensitivity <laughs> is is pretty cool. So assuming that it is the same pads, which I, I think that they're alluding to, um, Sorry. that's nice because they are very, very, very playable pads. Um, now, this whole thing is quite it's – it is a new – I can't really think of anything that is – that this is directly comparable. Like, well, people have been people have been saying it's a bit like uh, Korg Electribe, uh, which is similar. I think Electribe is a bit more expensive, but it's got a lot more synthesis and drums <clears throat> and other things. And you can, and as we've discovered recently, yeah. they, they, you can flash it so yeah. that it'll be a Electribe sampler or a, or a, just an Electribe, uh, the new Electribes that is. So that's that's what people are kind of making those comparisons to. Uh, yeah. Electribe, yeah, good point. And, of course, uh, an iPad as well is probably the other thing uh, yeah. running. You know, there's a few things possibly that, that you could uh, maybe align it to. However, I think that's maybe uh, by the point, beside the point, I think the playability of those pads could be the, uh, the real, you know, uh, the real killer feature on it. I love the fact it's got a built-in speaker. I know people can be sometimes a little bit down on little speakers. For instance, in the Volkers, you know, they're not necessarily amazing quality speakers, but the fact when you've got that speaker built in there, it it just 
means you know when you're just doodling on your own you sort of kind of tune into that speaker anyway and and that becomes your your world right know it's you're in that little micro world there but um so i love seeing speakers i wonder i wonder how it will sound that'd be the that that's going to be the key thing really isn't it is what it what it actually uh, sounds like and i mean yeah. i think the thing about the i think the mini nova which is it, it's a sub mini nova it's not as mm. uh, fully featured synth engine as a, as a mini nova uh, mm. the mini nova i quite enjoy but it felt like you know it, there's quite a lot of dsp and stuff going on there and it it just sort of didn't have whatever that mer- f- um, fairy dust sort of stuff is i'm not talking analog well, necessarily but I think that the, the thing I'd like to talk about, though, about it is, is that this um, this mini key debate that's been raging uh, recently with... This sort of sidesteps that neatly, doesn't it? The refaces <laughs> and stuff. Well, it does, but occupying a similar kind of fo- uh, footstep. And I mean, when you're playing in musical notes modes, you've got the whole pad collection, is that right? Or is it just two two lanes um i'm trying to remember i don't know that i have that information i remember there's a way where one of it's like a keyboard and one of it's like a sequencer uh, so i'm not entirely because it's sort of half a launch pad isn't it right yeah so i mean i uh, yeah i'd i'd love to play on one and i'd love to see how they how they do that because like it, it, when i was playing with the launchpad pro um you know trying to play chords and things is quite confusing but then it dawned on me that that was tuned in fourths on the launchpad pro which is just the same as my bass guitar as soon as i made that realization suddenly i could see all the scales and chords everything then so uh so if they've done it like that with tuned in fourths you can do some Mm. pretty cool musical performance then and uh yeah i mean well done to novation i gotta be honest i think they've yeah, it's, it's it's innovating, which is a yeah. sort of play on there. I just like to point yeah. out in the chat room. Uh, I think it's Erebrute thirty two said it's also a disco dance floor for ants, which I quite liked as a kind of concept there. If you just uh, imagine the lights <laughs> flashing, <laughs> um, <laughs> Robbie, what uh, what yeah. do you make of it? I mean, I'm guessing it's probably not something that you would necessarily reach for yourself, although you're an OP one user, right? I'm an OP one user, and obviously I'm a launchpad user. All, all 16 of them in my two U- US and UK rigs. But, um, you represent the sales for the uh, very specific yeah, postcode, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, yeah, I think, I think like you say, you know, what, what they seem to be good at Novation recently is you can see them really homing in on what, what the core products are that really make them, you know, that they've got going for them and finding ways to kind of innovate and, kind of expand on them without just regurgitating like mark two mark three you know it does feel like they're genuinely thinking about new kind of fitting into areas that other people aren't necessarily filling and this definitely feels like something slightly left field to what everyone else has got out there so yeah I th- and for the money i think that's really yeah it's, it, it, it's like 249 quid which I you could use it as well presumably to you could use it like a launch pad i'm guessing I guess, I guess it, it yeah, it does output. It outputs across a number of different MIDI ports are uh, over USB, I believe. Uh, so you I, can probably use it to do trick, trick, um, clip triggering as well as all the other stuff. So it's quite, quite. I think it's quite a nice little little product. I think I think they'll do very well with that. Try. I'm just trying to see what the what the price of Electri. Yeah, it's not far Electri- off. Electribe S and ESX2 and are only about sixty quid more. Um, just just for the record, in case that uh, might influence anyone. Mark, I don't know. I'm, I have a feeling that this might suit you 
somehow. I don't know why I'm saying that. I've just got a feeling. Oh, it does. I, <coughs> I, I seems like incredibly good value for money as well. I, I watched. Well, I started watching the um, the first clip, your clip that you sent, and um, and he demonstrated all the drums, and I thought, oh god, not another kind of like analog sounding kind of kick and all that rim shot sounds like a 909 and oh now it doesn't and but what i realized is i really like the snare because while i was busily kind of like assassin uh, character assassinating all the other drum sounds i sort of realized that i really like the snare um they're all samples modeled synthesizer yeah they're all samples but you can't, you can't change, change you can't change the samples no but did you? I don't know if you noticed this because I actually had to watch all the reviews in the end. Because as I watched the reviews, I thought, okay, so it's got four drums. So it's got a kick, a snare, a knocky noise like a rim or whatever, and a hi hat. So I thought there's four drum sounds, and I no. listened to all the demos. Oh, there's not four drums. There's four pads. There's there? four pads with something like thirty-two. So there's four parts drum machine. So then I got to the point where I started thinking, well, hang on a minute, I haven't heard. And and if you listen, I didn't hear an open hi hat in I... any of the demos <laughs> until right towards the end. And I was thinking, God, can this thing not do open hi hats? And I was thinking, this is really weird. But no, it um, does. It's got you can select. Does, yeah. You can select whatever. Uh, sample you want on whatever pad and i think the thing about the macro controls is they control very i think for the drums they're they're fixed but for the synth voices they just become macros for whatever that synth voice has been programmed as uh, there was some okay. i did ask ollie if it was possible to access the finer granularity of the sample of the synth voices uh, via maybe software or uh, and he said not yeah, at the mo- not at the moment but it's something that they might consider i mean they've got all sorts of plans i mean, I th- I the mean one- presumably it's it's a dsp in a box and it could be made to do pretty much anything and yeah. like guys says none of the knobs have got number uh you know yeah basically uh, uh, logos on them logos that's not the right word yeah is it? The, um, no no yeah there's no, no labels um yeah so it it could be a future so this is the thing it depends how far forward they support it i've just bought a launchpad pro as well so ah. i'm like okay oh maybe i should have bought one of these i used to when i used to go on tour the the one thing you want to do when you're sitting around in airports is find something to do with your hands and i know we've got iphones and ipads and stuff now and and that you know it kind of uh fulfills a function but i i used to have a qy20 and i absolutely loved it because of the simplicity and it gave me a, a very specific set of rules to work with. And I'm just thinking that this is really my next QY20. It could, it could well be. The thing that's... The and thing, with the speaker, you could use it in the bath, you, you see. Could, well, you could. The thing that's quite interesting about it is I know that there's, you know, the uh, Electribe, the new Electribes have a lot more going for them in terms of uh, voices and possibly uh, some of the sound, some of the demos and people are po- posting jams are really impressive and you can do lots of sort of song stuff. But okay. it's quite impenetrable as an operating system. It's quite, you know, whereas what they've done with the uh, the circuit is to make things very simple and straightforward. So it's much quicker to get going. I mean, you might not have... It the, seems to show you things. The grid, the grid, yeah, the lights it'll, it'll give to you, show you a hell of a lot of information. Effects levels, <laughs> um, pans, you know, all of that, trigger points, all of those kind of things. And the other thing that was kind of interesting, you've got parameter lock for every single parameter of the macros. And but you can also not play the sequence and just hit the steps, and the parameter locks will spit out. So you can trigger a voice, 
on each step and it can have a different characteristic of sound if you like because where you're playing that's it so cool. th- that's quite an interesting well, i was wondering if that's how the hi-hat open uh, opened and closed because i thought all you've got to do is have a maybe a long yeah open hi-hat sound and you can just use a mac yeah like, well you know, that's true a so length you- thing to sh- Save yourself. But it says on here, so if it's six voice polyphony, does that mean six voice polyphony for everything? No, all six, at once? two synths each have got six voices. Each is six voice, polyphony. and then four drums. So it's what's and that? Four 12, drums 16, as well as that. Sixteen, right? Total. Yeah, but yeah, you can have more than four drum no. sounds running in a pattern at once. No, or, no or you can't. Sorry, guess. Fixed on those. Okay. The strength of the colours coming off the beat uh, off the um, Launchpad Pro. They're vivid, how vivid and nice they are in daylight, you know, and obviously yeah. so when it's dark. If So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have the same... I guess. Heavy. I mean, it would make well, sense. That they uh, might... Well, yeah. So, yeah, but remember so, that the um, with push, for example, you the, 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 the lights are much brighter when you use the power supply, and I think we found that out as well, didn't we, Gaz? When you plug in the power supply for the Launchpad Pro, they get much brighter... It's not. Uh, that... Can you use a can you use a power supply with this? Um, I think it's, it's got no. It, yeah, does. it does. I think it does have a power USB. supply. Yeah, I think it's USB powered. I believe, but I. Oh, okay, I so to... presumably, if you then plug in with that, then you will get because I mean that's important. I, I mean I fall foul of that all the time, particularly playing summer festivals. Mm. Even even with yeah. power, things like the the push, which we were really bright. When we They're when we did struggle produce, to see so... sometimes. Uh, when we did the review, though, we found that the difference between the powered and the unpowered with the Launchpad Pro wasn't that huge, actually. No, it was um, quite minimal. You need yeah. a little umbrella, yeah. a little umbrella <laughs> over your keyboard ring to keep the I sun know. out. Let's all believe you, me, we're talking about this. <laughs> I, I, the amount of time I've spent with my face pressed against the laptop literally cannot see what oh. is going on. Maybe you can yeah. get some special polarizing lenses that will will filter out the light and only point. So, because I know you can do that with certain things. So the light coming straight at you is much brighter than things coming at different angles. Maybe that would work. You get those little hoods that you get for graphic designers use. And and Victorian photographers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) One of those. Put a big thing over your head. (laughs) There you go. Well, I'm glad we've solved that problem for you, Robbie. Gaz, sorry. Yeah, what I'd like to say, though, about this colours thing and the lack of markings on the knobs it's just that um the different modes have different colors so um so you know essentially what the things are going to do based on the the color feedback that you're getting and it it, it it was making me think about something recently something um i was like comparing i was trying to work out what i why i was so much in love with my sledge over say something like omnisphere 2 which is you know this incredible piece of software and i was i was kind of realizing with my sledge that after a few days i could really know what all the controls do but so i could like know it yeah and, but i could know fluid. all the sounds that i could create but i kind of understood the the framework the, and with something like omnisphere 2 it's just so utterly vast you can never know it you can only ever know Parts, Part, right? I see what you're saying. Well, that's, that's great. So with this novation thing, um, and with the kind of relatively limited amount of stuff that you can do with the the amount of controls, you can, however, kind of get to that point where you really know it, and the amount of creativity that you've got within that is pretty vast. But I think it's that sort of being able to, you know, 
hold it in your head what, what yeah no, that's, i think that's quite a valid valid point i mean that comes down to the notion of, uh, of creative limitations i suppose and maybe that's what they're they were I, I one thing i would say i mean the whole team at um uh, at the press launch that we went to it was at red bull studios at uh, london bridge uh tower bridge rather um they were genuinely all really excited and really on board and kind of going oh yeah and we found we could do this and we could do that it's a really sort of open uh expandable kind of concept because we can just keep up coming coming up with ideas for it and, and and add things to that and i think that's that's got to be quite attractive because you know i mean as we know most companies have to just by economics have to kind of invest in a technology and then figure out ways to exploit it in many different ways and it's it comes back to what you were saying robbie about the the idea that they've actually they they get that they tread that line quite well you know it's not just mark 1 mark 2 although they have done that i mean launchpad pro launchpad yeah. s launchpad you know i mean yes to a degree but that it feels like they're genuinely trying to make it better rather than just how can we dress it up in a slightly different way and and charge more for it yeah okay right let's get on to i think maybe we'll do our um it's time for our sponsor slot so i'd just like to um play the button see if it happens Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. If you're playing Sonic Talk Bingo, you probably are going to tick a square now. Ah, yes, Break Tweaker. This is the uh, future beat machine, I think we call it, from, designed by BT and developed by Isotope. It's not just a drum machine. It's kind of a sort of gr- almost granular sample playback with rhythmic chopping and lots and lots of really creative potential there, and modulation of lots and lots of pa- parameters. Uh, it's a beat sequencing and sculpting environment that sort of blurs the line between r- rhythm and melody and it gives your beats an evolving depth that you can actually create over time and create these sort of long cyclical changes. Um, so, it's also got a comprehensive drum sample library. It comes with a massive drum sample library. You can also expand it with lots of packs. Uh, it's curated by BT, Isotope and Top Producers and you can explore a kind of area of rhythmic possibilities with this forward-thinking and forward-sounding instrument. You can get your copy by going to isotope.com forward slash break tweaker as with all of their things there'll be a limited demo it's just time limited though so everything works so you can check it out for yourself and it was on sale i think till the end of september and i think it's probably back to its original price now but you could actually win one in fact we did run a competition well let's do the i'm going to break with tradition and go the other way around so we'll start by announcing last week's winner uh last week's winner we asked you to tweet out let me see what was it we asked you to tweet out uh uh break tweaker and synth beats and the winner is i had I, and this is a complete fluke that the winner is somebody called at rabid underscore at rabid bat that's what he calls himself but his twitter handle is actually at rabid rabid bit which is a little bit confusing, but I saw the bat thing and I thought, how appropriate somehow. So uh, if you want to get in touch, uh, you can, in fact, um, now let me know your email address and the Isotope Fairy will deposit a full copy of Break Tweaker into your email inbox and you can enjoy it now, free and forever in perpetuity. Uh, we've also got a competition this week. Break Tweaker are giving, uh, Isotope are giving away another copy of Break Tweaker and what you have to do is you tweet the hashtag FutureBeats and the hashtag Break Tweaker to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. Obviously, Twitter's got 140 characters. You might want to uh, fill them up with something else and so stick a picture on it if you like. We really don't mind. Whatever you want to do, just put it up there and uh, our supercomputer p- competition picking 
system will choose a winner for next week. So if you want to win Isotope Brake Tweaker, tweet the hashtag FutureBeats, one word, and Brake Tweaker, one word, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. Once again, we thank Isotope for their continued sponsorship of the show. Excuse me. So uh, let's see what's next. Ah, yeah, this is also happened the day after last week's podcast. So this is the Moog Mother 32. And uh, very arty video. I'm liking somebody's waving around what looks like a massive neon tube there, but it's very effective. So the Moog Mother 32 is a monophonic single oscillator, sort of self-contained synth voice with sequencer. Fits in Eurorack. I think it's probably uh, sort of a full width, so it'll be 19-inch rack. And it's got a lot of... I mean, it's got the Moog thing going on, which is a big deal, but it's also got lots of light, nice, really cute little features this is it sounds lovely i mean obviously this one another thing that's interesting i'll talk about later but uh, here it is it does look very attractive in fact uh, we did post a sort of artist rendition and it looks very similar but i guess they would have seen it it's actually only single oscillator and it's got limited uh waveforms it's only triangle and pulse or saw and it's a dual mode filter uh, which is high pass and low pass it just looks like a lot of fun, and I'm, for one, uh, would really like to get my hands on this. Now, I'm going to come to you, Robbie, because I know you keep saying I'm not buying any more Eurorack stuff, and I know you've got a Moog, and you said I probably won't because I've already got my rack mount. Uh, is it uh, Fatty or Voyager? I forget which it is you've got. got a Voyager rack mount edition, yeah. Which Ta- they stopped making, haven't they? They announced it this last week that they the end of the Voyager. Yes. Yeah. Because they announced the, the rack mount end of that a couple of months ago. So, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I am interested, but I don't think I'll get one because it's um, it just kind of it just covers a lot of territory, which I've already got. But I can see for people who are quite into the idea of getting something Euro racky with some patchable and stuff, sta- and think, standalone, so, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, so I mean, because I was saying, I, I've got the, obviously I've got the the phenol, which I'm loving, the Kilpatrick phenol. But, I mean, I guess this is like, a, you know, it's a similar kind of, you know, all-in-one kind of approach with a little bit of patchability that you could expand to a bigger system. It's a lovely... But nice to have that sequencer on board and all that. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to do very well for Moog. I think yeah, it will Moog. too. So, yeah, I got you there. Yeah, it's a, it's a clever format because it's the idea of a, like a single synth voice, but with everything self-contained, but you can break out. Some of the things that I was really interested in, uh, let me see, I've got a, a, a specs page here, which is actually probably not going to be all that visible here. But there are a couple of things that I thought were kind of cool. They've got a, a programmable CV out, which has got 16 functions. So it can do a number of different things, which is kind of, going into the territory of some of the like expert sleepers things and some of the, you know, things which just do stuff and you just program it up to be, and you know, the, um, uh, the abstract data octo controller, things like that, that just to output lots of different format things. That's a really cool idea. So they've, they've obviously taken on board lots of what's happening in the Eurorack world, but made it, Obviously, Moogie or Mogi. It's four nine nine UK pounds, five 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 nine nine US dollars. I know, Gaz. Mm. Mm, well, you bought a sledge. Very, I just bought a sledge. Yeah, mm. very nice. It's the Moog Volker. And um, yeah, I suppose that's a way of looking at it. Uh, and I think that it 
really would come into its own with those rather nifty rack stands. I think that's a superb, superb idea of of Moog getting that in from the beginning. I think that's you know because uh, I mean yeah, that's lovely looking thing, isn't it? And they're se- and they're selling patch cables as well. I mean, if, if that's, that's clever, yeah. Moog patch cables, yes, please. Everyone's going to want them, aren't that's they? Borrowed. That stand's borrowed from the OP1 because they make a stand where you can put three OP1s like that. Ah, okay. Well, you know, uh, yeah. imita- imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, it it is a, it really is a um, uh, an attractive thing, isn't it? You know, they've got that right. You know, because it's it it's kind of following this thing that we've seen with the Volkers, the Roland Boutique, et cetera, et cetera. These things which are, you know, they're not going to take up a lot of space. They'll work on the desktop and work in Eurorack in this case as well, which, um, you know, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do that with the um, Boutique in a way, um, make them possible, just to make it a possibility. Well, like the you never know what's coming, do you? Because they did it with the System 1. So, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's yeah. entirely possible. Yeah, good, a good point. But, um, but these things, you know, you can kind of look at a single one and think, well, there's only the one oscillator on there. Um, and there's that enormous 32 point patch bay, which is super impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but just how much each one that you get that just how huge the possibilities come of the looting. Yeah, absolutely. There's know? a lot of possibilities there. I know Mark, you, 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 sorry. All I was going to say was that maybe it's quite nice that maybe you, you, you can just buy one and then save up for the next one rather than having to maybe lay out 1,500 quid or something on yeah, that's true. On all of them. So that's you could sort of true. build up to it. <laughs> I, Mark, you said at the beginning of the show that uh, you were in, you, you might be in some sort of purchasing kind of phase of your behaviour right. because everything was attractive to you. Was this one of the things that just, you were thinking, hmm? What is going on with that price, doesn't it? That does seem a bit... Uh, kind of attractive doesn't it um i like moog's things moog moog ah <laughs> whatever they're called i like them anyway it does look nice doesn't it and um, i don't know what else to say about it <laughs> well it sound, I... you know what i mean it sounded really nice and that little tune that they're playing there is like that's my favorite chord sequence so i'm like going on to write something over so they've that emotionally already. got you already have they yeah i, I yeah, tell you with I... that kind of the the, the forest Ah, yeah, Sequence. yeah, that's right. Yes, I was thinking the cure of um, the forest as well. Yeah, I tell you what. Can the, I go, yeah, I was going to just say, can I do a backwards jump to the other topic, just very quickly? Okay. What I've discovered is, and I should have researched this before, of course. So it's very bad of me. The circuit can be powered by uh, a twelve volt DC power supply. There you go. Ah, there we go. Now well, with usually- that complete. A pattern interrupt. What were we saying? Move. I was, well. What I was. I was going to say. I mean, the thing that was more striking about this is quite often with synth demos, you know, they're naked and you hear the raw things. What struck me yeah. about this particularly was the fact that they've really gone full on for the sort of ambient noodling vibe, which is. 
big, you know, and it's it, it's definitely it's, it, there's there's a ton of reverb on this stuff, and it sounds like it could be an Eventide uh, H oh, H nine or something like that. And I'm just curious as to what you think about that, because I mean, did you think this it might herald a new series of demo uh, styles, which are less about banging techno beats and more about sort of floaty ambient oh, stuff? That oh, would be. Let's hope so. Yeah, wouldn't that be please, great? Please, so. please, please. I mean, yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. this is kind of like if you had some vintage hi-fi in the corner and you went out and you bought one of these and you put it in the corner, it wouldn't look out of place. I love wooden end cheeks on things. I mean, I almost oh, feel dear. like I need to now go oh. out and buy a piece of wood and glue it on the side of my Launchpad Pro. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, oh, no, no Robbie's going to have a know, fit. What, it would probably be a fabulous oh. business for somebody making wooden end cheeks for all things that don't have them, apart from Nick, who paints all of his wooden end cheeks black the, and paints his Profit Five painted his Profit Five matte black because he couldn't stand the fact it was made of wood. But I disagree with white. Yeah, I had all done white because I can't bear the wood. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can't um, bear it. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely announce, love it. They did also announce. Eurorack cases as well, didn't they? Yes, the I've same. got. Well, there we go. Uh, so, I mean, what's really smart about this is they're kind of getting the whole gamut, aren't they? Because I can't afford a mother thirty-two, but what I might do is buy a, a sixty HP Eurorack case, which doesn't have a power supply, by the way. That's for ninety-nine bucks. That's a bargain, and that's got wooden end cheeks. Or you could buy some patch cables. I've got like a. So, what about another aesthetic question here? Or aesthetic. Um, if I buy one of these, a Mother 32, and I want to put it in a Euro rack, do I have to take the wooden end cheeks off to fit it in the Euro rack? I would or do imagine. They stay no, on? I would yeah. imagine so, yes. I would, yeah. I would, oh, I would no. say, yeah. Well, you could save them and stick them, cut them up and stick them on the, or you could get all around the entire edges of all of your launch pads, apart yeah. from the USB slot. Um, I could the, glue them all uh, over the, the floor and have like for sale. Yeah, yeah. they've got a whole range of them. I, I didn't really look at that. They well, let's have a look. Hold on, let me see if I go thirteen ninety nine for a pack of what looks like four, and you can get them in twelve inch or six inch. So they haven't gone for the full, uh, super long twelve inches. Well, why are you going to buy those? I mean, because do they, have, what, do they have the logo on the? Well, that's what the, I was. Ju- I don't know if I can. Uh, so that's what it'll be. If they got the logos on the jacks, then they'll sell like hotcakes. I'm just trying to see yeah. if I can zoom in. Let me see. Let, oh, let's see if we can do a bit of uh, um, Blade Runner style um, photo. <laughs> that doesn't look to me like there is. That's a big mistake, yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. Hold on, let's have a look. Oh. I can't see it. That's oh. a shame. Oh. That's that's a mistake. Right there. They should have done. Then they'd sell tons of them because people who couldn't they afford, would. they could afford, you could buy the case or the rack or, or, the, or the patch the or the, or if you're not. What they could do, you know, like those really pro, pro um, jack cables that have like the little round button on the side. They could buy a whole load of wooden tiddlywinks with the Moog <laughs> logo and glue them on the side. Yeah, I think that might, that might affect the uh, profitability of the exercise, but yeah, it might keep a few, <laughs> a few uh, ne'er-do-wells in employment in the Asheville area, I suppose. Uh, yeah, really nice though. And I'm, I'm really loving the fact, in fact, if you check on the, on the site, there are a whole bunch of demos from various people, uh, Erica, uh, Banahafar, Max Ravitz, who are doing these really kind of beautiful ambient noodles. And, I, and I'm a big fan of that. And some of them are really yeah. de- delightful. Uh, I mean, maybe Moog should do a uh, a kind of 
a reverb that does that as well because that would make sense. I, I don't know what they're using. I mean, it might be an H9 or it might be one of the kind of onboard, uh, the you know, the the uh, um, oldie thing. Uh, in fact, if, what but, else? What else is in this form factor? I mean, if I buy one of those uh, three tier rack things, do I have to put three mother thirty twos in it, or are there other things uh, I could put well, in there? I think you could put a, mix a, and match things a bit. No, what you could do is buy also buy. Uh, I don't think we've got it here, but you could buy the. Uh, the case and then put the case so you can have a moog yeah so you could put some of those in as well so these these uh, 60 hp eurorack cases you take the oh, them cheeks off those there. and that would fit in as well so you could so it's a very smart bit of uh, accessorization there i think so excellent i was going to say one thing it is it oh, is also fair to play devil's advocate that when you put a nice big shimmery modulated reverb like that on you can make anything sound nice and oh no that's appealing. absolutely fair enough yeah i mean i'll boot into a reverb like that and it sounds good you know it's but like, you know in the same way that um you know a guitar into an overdrive pedal kind of pretty much is this yeah. is a similar sort of a thing isn't yeah. it that everybody was yeah so i, I think you fair i think that's fair i think but you it know does sound nice. it did sound nice and and the, certainly in some of the demos uh the, the the max ravitz ones there are a couple of demos there where there's just a massive amount of bottom end on the uh on the lower notes of the sequence and it does sound really sort of plummy and and it has that moog thing going on you know which is obviously something that people are going to want right um ah now here we are i think i oh good lord what's going on there sorry it's howard was trying to facetime me from america ah okay we're busy <laughs> anyway. we're busy right uh this busy. is this this came out this is actually now out so uh let me see so uh, officially this is the this is the kind of big topic i guess this is the brand new mpc touch i've got a video i'll see what what it is this is uh i don't forget what this guy's called but it's hip-hop dude who uh is happy to tell us Yo, he's in it this is needles multi-platinum grammy award-winning producer yeah good for you mate I'm right here with this thing. This thing right here. See this? this I do. NPC touch. Actually, there's not an awful lot of information in that apart from some beauty shots of it, which I've actually also got on the webpage here. But this is the new NPC touch, which is effectively uh, the new. It, well, it's a controller. Let's get that straight. It's not actually yeah. a standalone one. This is something that's a bit unclear for certainly in the press release. You have to dig a bit deeper. Um, but it's got a seven-inch color multi-touch screen. It's got the 16 pads. It's got the Q-Link buttons. Uh, what's interesting about this is they've gone for the uh, slightly different layout. So uh, that's the touch screen there. There's uh, oh, that's, uh, somebody got some interesting colored nail varnish on there. That's anyway, that's really by the by. And then that's <laughs> the back of it. It looks like it's very similar in concept to the Renaissance, but it's using this kind of new form factor, the touch surface, uh, and that side of things. I mean, I, I wonder how, because I, I, you know, as we know, many uh, music creators are quite conservative with a small C when it comes to change and moving the pads to that side and the Q-Link buttons, you know, might be something that people get a bit up to about. In fact, Corey Banks, who's uh, bboytechreport.com, who comes on the show, but he sent an email saying, he can't come in, but he's starting to hear lots of people who are getting a bit. I'm not sure about that. And now, Gaz, you've seen this in the flesh because you uh, you got a private audience, right? Yeah. So I had, I had a really really great play around with it. And uh, well, the first thing I have to mention is when I first clapped eyes on it, the aesthetics of it are really lovely. It's got a very high quality finish to it, which uh, immediately gives it a. Oh, I want to, you know, 
I want to play. I want to play with it, kind of, which you know I think is quite an important thing. Now about the layout of it, um, it feels quite right to me. I mean, I'm I am right-handed, so it you know to have the touchscreen there where your right hand would fall and the knobs where your right hand are, and then you bring your hand over to play the performance. Uh, feels, I think that feels, feels right. quite good. I mean, people are kind of saying, well, you know, they're going to have to be playing with their right hand and reaching over. And I think that's, um, yeah, I think that is a valid thing, but I, uh, there's a new paradigm to working with it. And I think that's what people aren't necessarily thinking about that touchscreen. Um, well, the, the sort of buzz, the buzz about it is it's like the best of glass and the best of hardware. So that they're really trying to make the touchscreen an, an integral part of it. Right. But, you know, as, as we all know, hammering on pads on an iPad or something is a pretty horrible experience. So having the pads there yeah. for, for, any, for that tactile uh, interaction and then the screen for things like waveform editing. Now, the waveform editing on it is very, yeah, very Yeah, is it very, la- is it because most touchscreens are a bit laggy, aren't they? Oh, no, it, it's, it felt, it did feel very snappy and responsive. Um and like there's like a menu button when you go to the menu button you get large big icons um and you sort of realize wow this is actually uh the workflow on this is pretty is pretty cool i think um i think that the griping that's going on is something that people should just kind of just wait until they've had a go with it because it you know it does it does kind of ask a different approach uh and I think that's a good. I think that's a really good thing because you know it's it, it's kind of moving things along a little bit. The just being able to use that thing that we've all experienced now with touch devices for um, yeah, as I say, for instance, yeah. pinching and that kind of thing uh, makes a lot of the tedious bits of working with some other things. Um, you know, it really sort of makes you go wow this is uh it's got a bit more integration the thing for me is i think perhaps people were sort of hoping or expecting for some sort of standalone thing and that yeah. would have been you know but obviously this isn't it's it's well, tied yeah, to the software what, so what you what you have to remember though is that there's been an enormous development of the mpc software the actual you know and it really is kind of heading in a daw's direction i guess at some point it's going to become a fully fledged daw but but yeah, it might be too big a step to sort of abandon that because it, with every iteration of the MPC software, it's they becoming, get further apart. Yeah, I suppose hardware yeah. would be harder so, to be as good. Yeah, I see. But what you this mean. does have integrated audio interface into it, so yeah. you know, so the idea of laptop and that is quite a nice. Well, I agree. I mean, I would like to have seen. I would like to have seen more outputs because obviously it's nice to be able to bust things out and use it. You know, if you have more outputs than inputs, or you know, that would make sense. But there's not a lot of room for that kind of. What's very annoying with the design? Look, mini jack midi. Oh yeah, oh, is mini jack midi? Massive, yeah, and and massive space for midi ports. So that is my. uh, That's there's plenty of space for midi ports on there. So that so we're seeing it again, mini jack midi. Now let's just hope uh, Uh, as we well we mentioned in 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 the review with the Launchpad Pro, which has mini jack midi, just for a standardisation industry wide. If you're going to use midi mini jack for midi, 
Let's have let's, it. Yeah, let's have a let's stand, have a, a standard. midi standard. Then, eh? Come on, everyone. Let's agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because have gone one way. You know. Yeah. And that's going to just be a nightmare in the future. People are going to go, "Hey, mini jack midi. Let's just link these two things up." Why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Tech support, blah blah blah. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Have you got the right lead? Schoolboy oh. error. I know, Mark. I don't know. You're you're not really um, MPC based. Uh, 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 does this sort of thing no. entice you? Would you prefer something standalone if this was going to be something that you were going to go for? It seem makes sense. Um, not uh, probably not. I mean, I saw, I remember when the MPC came out and I looked at it, and in fact, the thing I really loved that was before the MPC, which is probably why everyone uses MPCs, is the Profit Four Forty. Um, ah, the Studio Four Forty. Yes, I remember that. Yeah lovely thing and then and then uh and sonic kind of did a version of it as well which was called an asr q something or another i can't remember uh, so but the thing about the mpc for me was this thing you know it was a great big thing that didn't have as much sampling memory as an s 900 or an s 1000 and i i couldn't get my head around the point of it uh, when I could sequence things on other things. But then I wasn't very good at playing in time 25 <laughs> years ago. So I didn't notice that it had tighter timing than it, you know, and that, and that was the point of it. Um, but um, I don't know. No, I'm very much, a, uh, if I've got it on a computer screen and I can draw things with pens and I can see scrolling pianos and all that sort of stuff, it just makes more sense to me like that. Yeah, but I do have to. I like the look of this thing. It does look like a child's toy, but I can't quite remember which one. Or, and it's gone a bit one too many, and you might turn Bertie. I think it looks a bit like it's a. Oh uh, yeah, nice I see what you mean. Licorice all sorts. Yes, sort. they're the top ones there. The, especially like the purple you, ones. You could I pluck them like... out, and there'd be another two layers there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a very. I mean, good I don't know. Observation. I, I, you know. I'd quite like to try one just to see what it's like, but um, well, I'm the not other the, out of my way to try one. The other thing that's the other thing that's quite me I should. the other thing that's quite interesting about it. This is it says on the Akai website that uh, the Renaissance and the uh, I forget what the other one's called are not actually OSX uh, El Capitan ready yet. So I'm guessing this might move things on. But I know Robbie does this. I mean, you use push. You've got you know you've got pad controllers. Yeah. I mean, obviously with more pads on them. A launch pad. I mean, is the MPC thing? Does does this make you? I I don't know. I, I'm I'm a bit like Mark in that, you know. I mean, my only ever sequencer that wasn't on a computer was a D20. That was my first ever sequencer on a Roland D20. Wow. That was my only experience of ever working without a screen. And from then, I was straight onto Ataris. And so I've always had a. So I've never, I've yeah. never been into that pattern based all in one unit although i've got machine which i use for inputting stuff because i think the pads feel great and i've got push because i use it live with ableton and i quite often like just loading up live with the push without even looking at the computer and just having a noodle and make something and then just port it straight into logic so i guess if that's about as near as i get to that all-in-one workflow i mean i had i had tempest as well but again i ended up using it for the sounds more than wanting to sequence on it so i think you have to come from that kind of way of working to really really appreciate it so i kind of look at it and go it looks nice it looks like it's nice a nicely built thing but i cannot think where there that is something there is something though i should i should mention though it does have step sequencing 
uh, in it as well, which is taking the MPC workflow maybe in a different way and maybe bringing it more into the sort of synth does world. That, does that work in standalone? Or does it have to be in the... Because that would be interesting if it did. I mean, because the thing that the thing that strikes if you look at the screen here, the thing that strikes me about that is obviously if there's if the OS is on the computer and it's got to move all of that data of waveforms and you know redraws and all of that stuff, it 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 seems like a an inefficient way of utilizing probably the DSP or whatever there is that there is on the hardware. I'd be interested to know a bit more about that to see if that was the case. And maybe you could use it as a standalone if it flipped into a standalone mode that you could use for MIDI sequencing. That could be. That could be a concept that would be worth exploring. Just for me, just for me. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, once you've been brought up working with computers and, you know, all the various genesis of how computing sequencing has got so advanced, to me, I I work at such a nano level with so much of the stuff I do. Just the idea of working on something that's kind of got a rudimentary set of tools in comparison just yeah. is not appealing to me for the kind of work I do because I want to get into things at sample level and, you know, and do all sorts of, you know, really finite detail. And, and I know the idea of these things is it's meant to be quick, vibey workflow, but it just, it's, it, it just depends on the kind of thing you do, I think, yeah. as to whether that suits. This does, I mean, though, this, this does give, the wave editing is exceptionally impressive on this, especially going right in onto z- zooming it into samples and, you know, using your fingers to do that. It, it, uh, and the way that you can just leap between the different kind of, you know, by hitting the pads, choose a different a different sample, <laughs> zoom. Blah, blah. It, this is, it is a pretty impressive uh, workflow. And I think that just, well, just I, I, here's here's a devil's advocate thing, but what's wrong with just having a remote on the iPad that you could use the iPad for doing zooming in for sample editing? You don't really need to necessarily have I like that idea. hardware, but but you yeah, want to? I yeah. think yeah, I was going to say the problem with all of this sort of stuff is that if that is a controller that re- and Akai have done this a lot actually because I've got a couple of Akai things down there that don't work anymore because I don't have any way of interfacing them. Um, is that this is going to end up being a very expensive doorstop at some point in the not-too-near future. And by not-too-near future, I mean in less than six years' time because computing kind of rolls on this six-year cycle where anything that's more than six years old is unsupported and binned. So if it plugs into the computer and it needs a computer to work, or it may be 10 years' time. Somebody's going to pull this out of a cupboard sometime and in 10 years' time, and they're going to go, oh, what's this thing? This looks interesting. And they're going to go, oh, no, you need to buy a really old computer to make that work, and it won't work with the latest operating system and blah, blah, blah. And we've got too many things like this, and and we, sh- and we I don't know, what, what do we do? Create some kind of way of recycling them or of, of making them... Uh, yes, it, it, that the par- obvious answer is that all manufacturers should have a legal obligation to make any code they cease to support open source so that those things don't end up as doorstops. Yeah. But it's the same with everything, isn't it? I mean, if you buy a printer or you buy a washing machine or whatever, everything's designed so it's not easy to fix or whatever. I, and yeah. You print, if I buy a go printer, I'm going to go one. to Tesco's and pay 30 quid for it. And, and, and it gets lots of mechanical use, and it will wear out faster than it will become obsolete. So yeah. at 30 quid, I can afford to throw 30 quid in landfill and not worry too much about it. But if I 
This is the, well, just to I, say, I this is five hundred quid. So I'm guessing it's probably going well, to be it's a lot of money, isn't it? Dollars, so maybe. If, so. it, if it becomes obsolete in even in ten years' time, it's not. Well, maybe know, it depends how much use you get out of it. I mean, I think you yeah. know. I, I think that, that it's a valid point, and I I, I question the. Uh, the notion of essentially replicating what an iPad or another touch device can already do with its its heavily evolved touchscreen technology and that sort of thing, you know, I mean, but that's mm. that may be, you know, just just me. Uh, and obviously, an iPad plus the computer costs, you know, more than just this and the computer. Well, no, it's round about the same thing. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on it too long. You can find out more about it. It's all hitting it's now. Out. Today, launch today. I think it's going to be shipping in. Let me see, shipping in. Uh, November and is going to be four nine nine UK pounds, I believe. As, Nick, Nick, can I just say, as a as a contrast, something that's shipping next week is the Social Entropy Engine uh, hardware sequencer, standalone hardware sequencer. That's something that's been, uh, I think, eagerly awaited, and that's actually going to be with us. Like, well, I say shipping from next week, and that is similar to the BeatStep Pro. I mean, obviously, I think as a company, they don't have anywhere near the marketing clout as Arturia, but this mm. has got eight polyphonic sequence tracks on there. there. Each track can also be sort of arpeggiators. Um, what's the other cool things? Uh, yeah, it's got six, eight voice. Uh, it looks, it's got a bit of a cir- cyclon vibe to it, hasn't it? It's that sort of... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it looks really cool. And it's got... Um, What's the other cool things? There is a 16-output CV expander available for it Yeah, as well. very circlony. How much does it cost? Yeah, have you can have eight arps playing 700 bucks. Okay, so it's yeah. a bit, bit, bit more expensive, but it's it's got... Okay, um, I wanted to get this one, this this okay, other sorry, thing in was... quickly because... Uh, but thank you very much for yeah. that, guys. I wanted to get this one thing in quickly because uh, I like the trailer. This is the uh, extremely yeah. cinematic uh, Zimmer-esque bit of music, and I, I, it's great. I mean, you probably won't get this over Skype, but it's the the sonic quality of this audio demo, even over YouTube, <laughs> is really impressive. So this is the new Surface Book, which is the new generation of hardware that Microsoft. You know, so nobody saw this coming. This is the thing they kept it quiet. Here it comes. And they're very proud of the keyboard. It's got very uh, new mechanisms, supposed to be very good. It's funny, isn't it? This huge cinematic, like, helicopter kind of music with this tiny little thing that they're flying around. Here it comes. There, anyway. I, I, I just I quite enjoyed that, but this this is actually quite a big deal because uh, the new Microsoft stuff, uh, it's magnesium body. It's this is aimed squarely at the same sort of market as the MacBook Pro. Uh, it starts about fourteen hundred bucks. I seven i fives uh, up to sixteen gigs of RAM, extremely fast SSDs, USB three, um, and it's they say Microsoft say it's twice as fast as a MacBook Pro. And I don't know whether that you know what that what that means exactly. I mean, it's an easy thing to say, but it might be the trackpad sensor, you know, timing or something. You know, you just don't know. But I, I imagine they mean speed. This is starting mm. to get a bit more um, of a kind of a bit of competition in the market is a good thing. And it's obviously this is hand in hand with the whole Windows 10 thing rolling out across multiple devices. Does this, 
Mark, I know you're not a big fan of, 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 you know, you prefer to have a Hackintosh than a Macintosh, you know, or whatever. Does this sort of thing make you think, oh, that would be nice to have on my desk? I mean, it's still quite small. I think it's 13 point something. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to be slightly obtuse. I remember when Windows 95 came out and I'd got some other computer and I'd always thought that Windows was rubbish and my mate copied a file on it and I saw this little folder with kind of like flying across the screen and I was going, oh, I like that. So I ended That's up buying a PC based on that. <laughs> so having just watched this video, seeing that little hinge at the back, I'm just like, oh, that looks nice. Uh, there is um, something about so the hinge. So I'm sold on the hinge. I just That hinge is just awesome. It's just <laughs> Apparently it makes uh, it's really good uh, for audio latency as well, that hinge. Uh, I did have so, a... Uh, comp- I mean, the thing is, it's attention to detail, isn't it? And Sony yes. have always had it. Apple have had it more recently. And if they've paid that much attention to detail and got it that right, then it means they've paid attention to detail to the rest of it. And hopefully they've got all that right as well. And yes, I know that they're, they're working very hard on on making audio latency and the like a lot better for us musicians. So I, I, I actually, I just want one. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Gaz, mm. you were nodding yeah. there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, this is the big Microsoft fight back, isn't it? You know, remembering that windows 10 has all that midi api built in so this thing is going to play well in the midi world sort of just so native programs running on it and of course the massive thing i was blown away with was the announcement that bitwig 1.3 has got a surface optimized version of itself that's to uh, oh really really that this and i just thought wham take that apple this is like the first i think you know well of course and sonar sonar and studio uh, sonar have got multi-touch as well i don't know whether they've got as uh a studio one three got um... yeah but 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 i I think uh a studio one it may do but but the Bitwig one really does take it to another level because it gives you a virtual instrument almost that you can do on the screen and then like and if you play it with the pen you know pressure for volume uh and you know um, polyphonic pitch bends and sort of uh, filters on the kind of y-axis and um uh you know a whole bunch of cool things but also the fact that um bitwig have taken this very seriously and have uh they've created a completely it looks it's a completely different layout that's specifically yeah. for that kind of touch idiom wow. it's not exclusively for the surface but i think it right. they made their announcement at the same time that it was you know and i just thought wow this is an exciting unexpected thing you know and you, you have to wonder when are ableton going to jump with the multi-touch uh thing and, yeah, and i guess so, yeah. bitwig doing this now and in such a kind of um complete and well thought out way uh you know i think maybe so but now there is one thing I'd like to mention. You see, the, with a, with a Bitwig, as you touch, like when you touch on the piano roll, you know you can apply. A, a, I think as you apply a little bit of pressure, and then a little a little menu comes out, and you just slide your finger across, and you can do all sorts of kind of editing gestures. Just and there's uh, there's some interesting videos on the Bitwig site which uh, demonstrate. I definitely have to check that out. I think, and Very I think cool. also uh, Bitwig haven't they introduced a portable version that runs off USB key as well? But that's another thing, Robbie. What do you think yeah. about this? Is this start? I mean, uh, oh. you're you are a Mac yeah. guy, you know. Let's look, you know, you, all your stuff is Mac. Your studio, I mean, like I've, many I've of us. Never, I've, I've never worked a PC in my life. 
I literally not. I do not even know the first <laughs> thing about a PC. When my dad rings me up and says, I've got a problem with my computer, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it could be talking about, I don't know, some mainframe somewhere. I don't know anything about it. Um, but having said that, I'm not going to lie to you. Over the last year or so, I have caught myself a couple of times when I've been in the States in somewhere like Best Buy looking at the Surf, the Touch. Uh, what's it called? Surface Microsoft. Pro. The Surface yeah. Pro thing, yeah. that's a nicely nice designed bit of equipment. Yeah, we've got um, one here. We've the, got a Surface Pro 3. Yeah. And so on this one, again, I think, I think what you're saying, the, the attention to sort of, you know, design ethos and detail is very much designed as, you know, as to try and go for the jugular of Apple, saying we can, it, it, you know... It makes a mockery of the iPad well. Pro. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It it's very much... I mean, I guess, the, I mean, the only thing for me is... I'm 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 such a logic user that I'm locked into that. I will be locked into that for however long I decide that I want to be a logic user. So, um, although obviously Ableton, yes. I use Ableton for live, but it wouldn't be enough for me to want to spend out this kind of money on something. But no, I think fair play. It's nice to see a, a PC looking and feeling like a real quality piece of machinery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One thing that I'm finding quite. Uh, uh, an interesting about this is the fact that obviously apple are you know that they're, they're no longer under the uh, steerage of steve jobs so there's a there, there's you know perhaps a perceived weakness from microsoft that see also the ipad pro is still a walled garden and still doesn't run you know external uh-huh. things and, and therefore Therefore, you know, what and what's just happened with, uh, is it El Capitan has broken quite a number of uh, things in the creative environment. They haven't quite got that right. I mean, Windows for all, you know. iOS all, all, 9 is a nightmare as well. Yes, but, all, but the thing is also what's happening is that uh, Windows 10 are, are doing automatic rollouts, which and, until they get that so that people are confident that it's not going to break stuff. But there could be an opportunity here if, if Apple continue to perhaps not cross the Data cross the fascist. T- Cross the eyes. I mean, the uh, thing, the thing, the really significant thing about this uh, Microsoft computer is that it uses the latest Intel processor. Yeah, which Sky, is it why Skylab, it's not well. Skylab. It's Sky something Sky or other. Skyline. Skyline. That's it. Yeah. Um, but but it's I mean, also, Apple are way yeah. behind on that as well. And Apple don't have the faintest idea about how to create a touchscreen device in terms of <laughs> I, uh, OS. Sorry, I just want to say in the chat room, I'm sure Kaspersky can still slow it down. <laughs> That's a very very good point. Yes, the the curse. Because, I mean, I mean they, the thing they, is, they they oh, said they don't want to to make their computers touchscreen, and they have, and they said it wouldn't be possible to go in that direction. And so. I mean, I'm guessing they've not been developing it because they've been Maybe, steadfastly yeah. saying they're not going to. So unless they've been doing it secretly, of course. But sorry, Robbie, you know, what they're were behind you? the no, curve. I was, I was just going to say. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've been getting all these emails from all my software developers saying, "Warning, El Capitan not compatible. Don't install." And it's just common sense, like we've always said. I mean, you know, yeah. you just come to expect. You know, I've, I mean, I'm I'm not even on what's what's Yosemite or Yosemite Yosemite as I like to call it, just to annoy people. But um, yeah, I'm not on I'm not on Yosemite yet either. I mean, it's just it's just common sense. You don't jump in and do it. Yeah, well, so, I suppose you know, fair enough that there's a few things that are broken. You know. Give it a couple of months and it'll, they'll all be sorted out again. But I suppose the thing is, is if you're having this kind of, they're going very much head to head in the same space, but Microsoft offering is yeah. 
is is a is a is a standard processor and will run a, you know a standard operating system in terms of you know a windows based one anyway which so there is an opportunity here that if the, if it all comes together in the right way there could be at least a bit more of a sort of parity you know you might see people jumping ship a little bit i don't know i mean it, it, it i'd yeah, like to I, think so well. I like to think that it might happen. That would be good, and it does look very attractive. And obviously, I'll be uh, um, contacting my uh, Microsoft uh, uh, contacts to see if they can send any evaluation units over. Because there's also a Surface Pro Four <laughs> as well out, but that has the same thing, which is the breakable um, uh, cover. So that's the thing that the th- it's the only reason Apple aren't doing it is they just want to keep a very clear divide, don't they? Yeah. As soon as they make yeah, a, yeah. as soon as they make a laptop, that's a laptop stroke a iPad. They basically yeah, they, they basically make it very they lose half their thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. It's uh, that, I think the, that... the iPad Pro's kind of you know failure to have a data you know a way to you know still ha- not have an easy way of backing up data when you're working in the field. Call it Pro. You know, if you're a pro and you're working, you've got to be able to have you know to be able to back up the data to have that data thing, you know, the, the ability to have huge amounts of storage that it doesn't have. And, it, you know, there is still like, what are, what, what are they, the base model 32 gig, is it, or something, you uh, know? Yes, I'm not it's sure. Just, you know, so, I mean, that alone gives the Surface Pro just, you know, when you're working in video and audio. And I mean, the other thing, the other thing, the other thing that's good about it, it's got two USB 3 ports, whereas the Surface Pro 3 only has the uh, the single one. The Surface Pro 4, uh, I, I don't know what the specs are yet. But, I mean, this this one came in yesterday and they hadn't kind of, the, 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 the specifications hadn't uh, um, been, you know, propagated. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Anyway, it feels like that's probably a good time to stop because I've got uh, things to do and get off. I want to say thank you very much to everybody. It's been a pleasure having you aboard. Uh, before we go, just want to say of course don't forget the isotope competition uh if you want to uh try your hand at winning a copy of isotope break tweaker tweak the hashtag future beats and break tweaker to at sonic state and at isotope inc uh and don't forget to subscribe to uh the sonic talk uh well sonic state youtube channel or the itunes feed as well because we post this in mp3 as well uh so anyway let's get back and we'll say thank you very much Gaz, for joining us this week it's been a pleasure having you aboard Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Good. Exciting times again. Yes, it does feel like it, doesn't it? The summer's over. You can tell, can't you? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, let's see. I wonder what I wonder what's coming soon. Who knows? And um, also Robbie Bronneman there. I'm sure your uh, client is eager to uh, to start recording again. So thank you very much for taking the time out and joining us. No problem. Pleasure. Excellent. And of course, Mark Tinley as well there. Um, Thank you for joining us, too. You're very welcome. Okay. Thank you for having me. That's the, you're, you're welcome. Right, that's it for this week. I want to say thank you very much to everybody. Thanks to the chat room. We, I'd just like to say we nearly broke 200 in the chat room. That's, uh, for a live stream, that's not bad at all, considering everybody should probably be at work. So that's it for this week. Um, we'll say goodbye, and uh, I will fade to black. See you later. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Sorry, it's me. I lent on my keyboard. <laughs>